Hello, Mike. Hello, Paul. How are you? I'm good. I can see you've got you cuddling your cat there. I'm cuddling uh, Stripey. Hello, Stripey. He's just come back from the he's come back from the cat tree, and so he's all clingy at the moment. Although he's not a very clingy cat, he uh, he'll disappear any second now when he's having enough. (laughs) He looks very big and cuddly. Is is quite a large cat. Yeah, yeah. Getting on now. It's nearly what is nineteen years old. Oh, blimey. That is old. So, uh, we uh, were just figuring our cat is Ginny is about 16. Yeah. But uh, 19 is a, a very respectable age for a certainly cat. Is. Certainly is. So if you're listening to this just on the, the podcast, then I should say you can yeah, you can see Stripey by coming to our website, uh, eldritchstories.com, or, um, or watching it on YouTube as well, because we do put this one out these Eldridge extras we do release the video version as well so you can see you can see mine and mike's faces in glorious color well this is the way anybody want to do that why, 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 why you'd want to do that who knows but um yes i can tell he's had enough because you can see he's, he's looking every now and again he will love a little look around which means he's looking to how he can jump out of my arms yeah so i'm gonna uh, where's the release, food bowl release him now yeah release the kraken yeah Ready? go on then off he goes there and he goes and away yes so welcome to eldritch extras everybody um this is our show that we do to accompany our eldritch stories which are short stories six seven eight minutes long read by myself or mike and written also by myself and mike and released every two weeks we're we're well into season two no we're well into the second part of season one now uh and season one features 12 stories uh, so uh, where, more of those to look forward to. to. What, what, what was I think the last on... story uh, number? The last story number was number seven. So uh, Port... got a way to go then. That's that's Port Pirate. Uh, half, just halfway, isn't it? Yeah. So just over. Well, we're just into the second half. So uh, yeah. yes, indeed. So yeah. plenty more eldritch goodness um, coming to your ears, coming at you, coming at you. Now, Mike, you've been on transatlantic journeys. Well, and indeed I have. Yeah, I've just uh, came back yesterday, in fact, from uh, America, where I've been to Wisconsin and uh, Madison in Wisconsin mm. uh, to attend um, Gamehole Con, where I was uh, one of their special guests. So, um, which is great. I've not, I've not been to uh, Wisconsin before. And um, I haven't actually, I don't think I've ever been in America in October, in the run up to Halloween. Uh, and the autumnal colours of the trees changing. So I've got to mm. see a lot of that because I um, I flew into Detroit and um, and met up with um, a buddy at Cozy and Rick Mites, and uh, he drove from uh, Michigan to Wisconsin, which is a uh, just over a six hour drive. So you know a lot of um, so a lot of greenery turning into reds and browns in terms of the trees, which was really yeah. really nice. And um, got to uh, obviously enjoy the delights of roadside dining in America. Marvellous. That's is, always good. Uh, always good. Uh, but yeah, Gamehole was uh, was fantastic. It's a lovely little convention. Um, it, I, it, I've not been to Gary Con, but it, it, it strikes me as kind of like a the twin side of the coin to Gary Con, as it's a, it's kind of a lot of old school gaming to some degree, as well as new. But but there's a lot of people involved in the gaming industry you know now and then in terms of a lot of um 
a lot of folks from you know back in the day of TSR um you know come to these conventions and they you know meet up and run games and so forth so it was a great chance to kind of um just meet some people you know who were uh, names I you know seen on books for many years and never never met so um but yeah um, you mentioned Gary Con named after Gary Gygax I mean I believe you you were in a game with Gary's son I, I was yes yeah. so Luke Gygax um is a you know very nice chap and uh we ended up on a Friday night in a a game of first edition D&D, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Um, Luke was playing, I was playing, um, uh, in fact, Jer- Jeremiah, Rick and Jeff from Kersium were also there with me, and Bob Geist from U2 and Cthulhu, uh, as well as uh, a couple of others. There was a big, big party. We all had these pre-gens. We were all kind of like crazy levels of like 8th to 10th level. So I had, right. a, I had some kind of half-orc fighter on like 115 hit points and um and we played this kind of uh uh well i don't know if you remember back in the day the old tsr dnd module called expedition to the barrier peaks which i know the name i never played it ah right well it was an unusual one in that that you've got a bunch of um adventurers heading to the mountains and in the mountains is a crashed ufo spaceship oh so they go in you know they're going around you know, not knowing what this technology is, but basically you can get laser guns and bombs and yeah, and all that kind of thing. And this scenario we played was kind of like an extension to the snuck to that to that. We've kind of so we started with like laser guns on, on our character sheets and all this kind of crazy awesome. stuff. And we were then going through trying to hunt down, well, trying to find us a ship that was kind of you know a, a fantasy spaceship getting that and then going through different dimensions to track down this mind player who would some bad dude basically um and uh running around so the first monster we met was some gigantic kind of demon thing which um um killed one of us straight away by stamping on him and then uh i one of my one of my equipment was these special fire bombs and mm. I, just, well, I didn't know what else to do I, i'll just yeah. throw the fire bomb at him and um and i think uh, the gm was saying it well that you know he, he actually gave me gave me a set of dice for doing a you know a cool thing in the game because apparently that was the only way to kind of take this thing down and i just happened to look on it right and, uh, and do it so um that was good fun um it was it was played it in a um well, it was an old school game played in an old school way there was mm. a, the, the 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 gm yeah. set some very clear rules when we started, you know, whatever you say at the table is what your character is saying and doing. So nice. if you say it, you do it. And we were told we only had two breaks. We could call two timeouts during the duration of the game. Right. Otherwise, you know, it, it was going on. And if you weren't there, you know, your character. And that was, was in like a 24 hour session, was it? it well, it was, um, <laughs> I'm not sure how long it was meant to be. Yeah. But we started about just after eight o'clock in the evening. Yeah. And um, I think we finished, I'm trying to remember now, but I think it was around about 2.30. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I was jet lagged. And the yeah. previous night, I'd gone to bed at nine, nine o'clock at night because I was so tired. Mm. How I kept awake. Well, I, I think I actually did fall asleep at the table at least two times with Bob Guys ribbing me in the ribs, I think, to wake me oh, up. Oh, marvellous. Uh, Good on, Bob. But, uh, but, uh, yeah. Because so, you're not usually one for the longer game, either. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of long games at conventions. So, uh, 
Um, but I did kind of go in blind. But you know, yeah. you know, we played it. We got we actually got to the end and uh, um, dispatched the evil mind flayer. Um, so was Luke then, running it? No, Luke, Luke was just a player. Luke, Luke so was, somebody was running. DMing a game for the son of the man who created Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. That's quite yes. a burden, I would slight, have thought. Slight intimidating, I would have yeah. thought. Yeah. But, uh, but the guy, I mean, the guy who ran it used to play with Gary Gygax himself. So, he... oh my God, what? <laughs> so I think he was fine. I don't think there was any intimidation okay. involved. He, he, I was he... envious that you played with Luke Gygax. And now you're saying, I mean, he would have played with Gary, right? But now also there was another guy. There's so there were two people like, yeah, who played was... with like, the original source of I mean, role-playing games right you know, there. It, what he didn't know about the rules, you know, it kind yeah. of, all the, you know, the, I mean, as you will remember, first edition AD&D, a lot of rules, a lot of rules, a lot of it, you know, and, yep. and, 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 and kind of sometimes a bit crazy because there's like, you know, sometimes yep. you're rolling high, sometimes you're rolling low, oh. sometimes you're rolling on a D10 and then it could be high or low, and then sometimes you're rolling on a D6. And, <laughs> And, there's, and none of it made any sense in terms of just why are we rolling high on that one and low on that yeah, there's matter. a design ethos in gaming today that there's this like the idea of a core mechanic and everything yeah. is based around you know a percentage roll and trying to roll low or a, a d20 and you're trying to roll high or yeah. 2d6 and you're trying to roll above seven or ten so that there's these core roll mechanics which you know are, are seen as a positive thing if they in in uh as uh, uh, used throughout the game for various things where yeah back then with ad and d which is i must say that's the game that i started with in 1981 or whenever it was and you know that that was like our bibles for gaming so yeah, that's like that that is the original source for me and i'm also fascinated when i you know i read the dungeon master's guide recently for like the first time really cover to cover yeah, so yeah, i've yeah. always just dipped into it because it is designed as a reference book really not something to be read in one sitting and i'm fascinated to know how people played the game in the 1970s like how yeah. gary's group what that experience was like because it isn't something that was ever recorded there were no actual plays today we have lots of groups who put their play out on YouTube or just podcasts and audio. So that is something that is, um, you know, that that that's recorded and people will be able to see how those people play in 2023. But we don't know how people played in 1974, 75. Sure, sure. And that, because some of the things when you read that stuff, it's like you can have up to 20 players in a group and you're like, what? Yeah. I'm not sure they sat down with 20 players or whether it was a pool of 20 players, some of whom might turn up to the game. So things like that. And, and just the approaches and the way stuff was uh, played. I mean, even playing, talking to those guys now, I'm guessing their memories are going to be hazy and, and so on. Oh, but. sure. But I mean, if that game was anything to go by, um, they were pretty hot on the rules. And, you know, you know where are you... Uh, where are you targeting that fireball uh, there? Well, that doesn't that hasn't done anything because it's gone in the wrong direction. It kind of there was no latitude for mistakes, <laughs> right? And um, and we had a period at the start of the game where we can ask any questions about our character sheets and abilities and all that. And and then after that, it was kind of like, well, you're just going to have to get on with it. I'll, I'll answer these questions now, but when we're in game, we're in game, and we're going to go for it. Oh, yeah. I'll quite a disciplined approach really. oh really disciplined yeah 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 and yeah. was it 
that that other term we hear now spoken of is rulings, not rules. So there's a lot of situations, meaning that there's a lot of situations where there's going to be no rule for this in the book, and it's up to the GM to sort of make their own decision based on the rules. But it's very much the decisions that the judge's rulings at the table and and their their kind of uh, their own judgment. Yeah, I mean, I guess to some degree, there's a bit of that as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. All good. Yeah, so that, was, that was good. I got to spend um, some good time with um, Bob Geis and Rachel Wolf of the YouTube mm. Cthulhu, um, and they had a small team there, but they were running games, you know, all weekend, and they do, you know, uh, put a lot of effort into their games, lots of they props do. and uh, and so forth, and. Uh, and that was uh, yeah, that was just nice to have some time because normally when we're at the same conventions, we're we're all really busy, and um, but we you know this is a, a bit more relaxed than something like Gen Con, so you can find a bit more time, and uh, that was really nice. And then uh, I got to um, catch up with Corey and Steve, who are good friends from uh, who we see at Necronomicon and shows Fantastic. like that, and uh, those guys did this. Um, massive charity game on the saturday and uh uh raising I, I, i'm not sure if it was about five thousand dollars or more maybe, wow maybe more is, is just it crawl? game this is just one big crawl game for but, the uh, cure it's called that's right yeah kind of a, a dungeon charity. crawl yeah and um uh yeah so that was nice uh catching up with those guys and uh uh yeah i got and the the whole convention is is organized run by um alex kramer and um he he he's you know he he's the guy with the game hole which is uh what the con is uh based on and what does uh, that mean uh, <laughs> so well yeah i mean i i didn't know till i got there no. it's a, a little bit of a strange name what is the game hole well on the first uh evening um there's a kind of re- a reception event for kind of the guests and so forth uh, and he, that's held that uh, Alex owns a pub in Madison or a bar. Mm. Um, and it's quite a big, you know, bar, does food and everything. And, and everyone's in there having a drink and a meal. And then uh, I get taken upstairs to the rooms above. And I guess they're private. Mm. Um, but it's kind of Alex's game. Well, it's not game room. It's game zone because there's multiple rooms. Um, but he's got his main his main gaming room, which there's a plaque on the door says the game hole and right. that, that is the game hole um and uh he's got a you know lovely big table uh the gm's chair is a massive wooden throne um, fantastic and it's surrounded by his collection of um gaming stuff and um and he's a you know he's he's one of those serious collectors mm. uh, he was telling me he has uh one of you know his mission has been to get one of everything put out for uh, Dungeons and Dragons in the original shrink wrap. What? Yeah. <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> I think just one of everything. Looking at direction, I think I think he's more or less there, if not already. Oh my God! Um, you know, his show. He's got a complete run of Dragon magazine, and and uh, and tucked away. There's a little side room with you know non because D and D stuff that he collects and stuff, and there's uh, all sorts of stuff in there, and there's a. Uh, you know, a row of uh, Cthulhu stuff in there, and we were chatting about that. And um, but yeah, very very impressive. Uh, he's cool. got, and of course, um, with his links to uh, you know, you know, the old team at TSR, he's got on the wall kind of the original kind of hand drawn maps for, you know, uh, I can't remember which one. I don't think it's Forgotten Realms, but 
something like Forgotten Realms, right? You know, all these kind of yeah. priceless kind of things, really, and it was just uh, amazing. But uh, yeah, and then uh, he kind of added to the collection over the weekend because Mark Miller of you know Traveller fame mm. uh, was at the show, and uh, oh. at one point Mark presented Alex with um, the very first box set of um traveler you know the one with the uh, the black box yeah literally the first one they got you know when they were getting the print run oh my so like not just a first edition no but the first the, one off the first the one with a uh, printer you know kind of a certificate of authenticity authenticity right. from, from uh yeah from Mark Miller. The man himself and, uh, you know again something you won't wouldn't find normally anyway no. <laughs> so, um so yeah it was quite um yeah fascinating really and these things are quite old now i mean we're talking about something that's nearly 50 years old and and very collectible you know yeah you know they they have their uh they have the auction and they were you know various pieces in there but they had like a white box dnd the wood grain box dnd oh my god all these kind of any idea what that went for i i think i'm trying to remember now that i think the white box might have went for four or five thousand i think Really, yeah. Can't re- I, I can't remember, I've, but um, I've always remember. wanted one. But what I'm thinking is, I'm just going to do a craft project myself and yes. just make a facsimile of one because you can get the text online. Yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, just for myself, yeah, yeah I'll yeah, just yeah. make my own white box and just try and make it look like the original thing with the little booklets and print them and and just do them for my uh, and I think that's fine to do it for yourself. I'm not going to sell it. Um but uh, and then, you know, I'll feel like I've got a version. Feel like you've got not, a version. Yeah, yeah, Because sure. it is sure. even a tatty version is like a grand. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Best part of, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. What's really cool um every year you know uh, John Kovalik, the the artist, he mm. Orc Tower and all that. So, Orc Tower and that. Uh, he, unfortunately, he always comes, but he, unfortunately, he couldn't come this year due to ill health. But um, he uh, works with Alex, and each year he he basically designs a plushy toy um, oh. convention. So oh, there's wow. a whole kind of range going back 10 years or so. Uh, and they're all kind of like classic D and D monsters. So we did, you know, I think oh. the first one was an owl bear. Because it's got to be the owl bear, hasn't it? And, and, and then there's a displacer beast and 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 uh, a mimic, you know, the chest. Yeah. And so this year's, and they're all kind of like, you know, about that high, little, little plush, about a foot high, yeah, yeah, easy maybe. to put in a suitcase and all mm. the rest. Of it. Uh, but you know, very cool. Um, and this year's was a gel- gelatinous cube. Oh, nice! <laughs> in fact, I, I should have got it down. It's upstairs, but it's it. And it, it, it it's pretty big. It's a big old yeah. bushy cube that doesn't really compact, and um, it, it's very cool. And so uh, I spend a uh, spend a bit of time working out how I could fit it in my suitcase. Mm. I, I managed to do it in the end, but uh, but th- they did a um, they did a whole run of them at the auction. I think they got one of them, you know, one set with every right. one. Yeah, the early ones like the Albert. Are, yeah, becoming collector's pieces in themselves. Desirable, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's quite um yeah, quite interesting. And uh there was um yeah, the trade hall and uh Kersium had a you know had a booth there and, and Rick and Jeremiah were kind of uh, running the booth and uh, yeah. that was cool. And uh but we saw caught up with um uh Pirate Borg and and uh oh, with Luke there or yeah, yeah, Luke was Luke there. And, yeah. yeah, and uh, chatting about that. A great, nice big stall. We know, seems to be decked out with all the uh, 
pirate ball kind of stuff and uh and so on but yeah there was you know a whole bunch and um so what kind of number do you know what kind of turnout they get for game hall like attendees i'm probably gonna get this really wrong but it's around about two thousand, i think okay so it's it's either two or four i can't quite remember but it never in that kind of area yeah it, it never seemed crammed it's quite a nice area quite nicely spaced out and uh um and so you know there was always there's always people but you're you're not packed it's not like jank on with you everyone's kind of squeezed together just to get around the trade hall sounds great this sounds like one i, I want to go to yeah i yeah. think you'd, i think you'd definitely enjoy it and i know uh, quite a few people there and uh, yeah, yeah and nice. alex is uh, is a very um gracious host and uh um really looks after everyone and uh it's and- uh, definitely recommended if you can get to it yeah now you went all the way Wisconsin, Madison, Game Hall Con, playing games with you know famous people. What did you get to eat? Well, clearly the important let's important get to the stuff. important stuff. We've saved this till last. <laughs> well, uh, Bob and Rachel uh took me out into into Madison one night and we uh they uh well I think Rachel found it. It was a uh, what what they described as authentic Wisconsin fair. Wow, so, which what is was that? Basically, um, does it involve beef? It involves sausages. Oh, so it okay. was uh, there was like bratwursts and and such and such and, and the, but they're like a hot dog kind uh-huh. of thing with uh, and there was a whole salad bar, but it wasn't salad; it was pickles. So what? Whatever, whatever. <laughs> oh, you know, I love pickles. I, I, exactly. I mean, it was, yeah, there was sauerkraut and and um, jalapenos and um, you know gherkins the, uh, go. Many gherkins, yeah, and, and and a whole wall of different kinds of mustard. Amazing. Um, so that you know that was very cool. And obviously, the other thing that the, the real kind of um, local delicacy is the um, fried bean curds, which oh. were little, little uh, nice, yeah, cheese cheese curds. Sorry, and little, oh, okay, cheese bean curd, cheese curd, very different yeah, yeah. things. Right, okay, so both good. Little, little, little cubes. Uh, they've been oh. kind of fried and so forth. Uh, I mean, as you know, cheese is not my big thing. You're not big on cheese. Not big on cheese, but I did. I did have a go. At, you know, had a couple of those, and they were quite nice. And they, they were okay, yeah. but not not my thing. But I enjoyed the um, mm. the pickles particularly. Yeah, so that was one night, and then um, another night. Actually, in walking distance from the event, mm. uh, just over the road was um, come on, name it, but basically a smokehouse. So. Awesome. Um, over you go over there and you could get um bris- smoked brisket and yeah. um, pork and yeah you know, all that kind of stuff so all I that with yeah. um some brisket because um it, it was very nice and you got your sweet potato fries and brisket and um yeah and was it kind of a deluxe kind of place or because a lot of those smokehouse places that i've been to are quite um i don't know if basic is the word but kind of they're not high end necessarily. No, just... This wasn't this wasn't quite like that, and it, but it wasn't super high. It was kind of like a regular kind of restaurant mm. bar, um, you know, a little bit. Yeah, you know, it wasn't kind of you know your kind of roadside kind of you know barbecue. With a, yeah, um, it was it was more restauranty than that. But because uh, some of those places they get like queues down the street, oh, don't they, yeah. for the barbecue. Absolutely. And uh, I remember when I was in Arizona, and there was there was this place. And we drove by it by it on the way to somewhere else. And it just looks like they've got a couple of steam engines on the <laughs> yeah. curbside, on the roadside there. 
and you can see smoke coming out in these big black tanks and you're like whoa what the hell is oh okay that looks good yeah. we gotta go back yeah. there and it was great <laughs> yeah so you know that kind of stuff it was all you know all great really so uh but yeah if um you can get there um you know again around the middle of october it's um it's definitely a show worth going to it's uh a lot of fun a lot of fun yeah cool so what i mean so i was doing that you must have been doing something equally as exciting i imagine back in buckingham so back in Buckingham. well you know it it, it never stops here really well, so party it's time like a, 24/7. It's like a world of fun buckingham not a lot been happening really <laughs> <laughs> um got a few old friends visiting this week uh so that that's been nice uh a friend from austria and a friend from the lake district and you know we're all getting together and uh catching up on are they gamers or or non-gamers we played a few like card games last night uh we played um a flux star flux you know flux the card game that where the rules keep changing yeah and i didn't immediately click that oh it's a star trek thing it's maybe star trek and star wars but it's like yeah, yeah okay so that was quite fun and then we played a game that i've got called color brain right played okay. that? yeah i'm not ahead it's, of that uh, you got a bunch of cards and all they are is colors so you got i think you got nine colors you know you your various colors and then the the question cards are like It'll have a number. That's the number of cards, color cards you're going to put down, and then a a question. So it might be the the domi- It might be three. The Domino's Pizza Company logo. Oh wow! What I colors gotta, is that? Got to put the right colors down. What colors would you put down? Red. Yep. Is black a color in the game, or it is a color? Black. No. Blue. Yep white yes you got it so okay. so if you put those three colors down you you've got it you get a point uh and and yeah and then there's ones like the five the olympic rings and you're like i've seen these a million times oh yeah, uh, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. but have you got them right or uh pingu was another one there's five colors for pingu he's got his little beard yeah, 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 you know, yeah. black and white but you know what are the other colors so it's, it's a great game because i think it doesn't rely on the usual quiz knowledge you know yeah. of, of dates and facts and names and and all that sort of stuff that quizzes usually test yeah uh which which you know i quite enjoy as well but uh but the color one is also something that you can you pretty much play with anyone yeah. um yeah yeah you know what so, it's reminded me of the, the mm. squares of color that you're laying down that that jungle speed where you <laughs> jungle speed you try to not Get your knuckles torn off by somebody who's wearing loads of rings as you're trying to yeah. <laughs> grab the wooden thing in the middle. Yes. Jungle Speed is just a dangerous game. Very dangerous game when you've got like playing it with 10 people. You, but... you lay cards, and at some point, there's a skittle in the middle, a wooden skittle, and you're all gathered around a table, and people are playing, slowly playing cards. And when a certain combination of cards gets down, it's like the first person to grab the skittle in the middle. But everybody's reaching in and grab everybody's kind of Massive, doing this action right, of reaching in. in and grabbing it and forming a fist with the skittle in their hand, which is going towards the person either to the left or right. Yes, yes. 
So uh, yeah, some like, close calls with that game, but yeah, uh, pretty fun though. Scraped fun. knuckles and and close calls. Yes, yeah, it's a fun <laughs> game though. Well, I did. Um, speaking of that, I did a I did an online quiz uh, just before I went to America. Um, a friend of mine, Reverend Reverend Peter Laws, who's a uh, he has he does his own uh, podcasts. He does the Creepy Cove uh, community podcast and Frightful and so forth, uh, which are all, all well 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 listened to. But he's a massive like you and I, he's a massive horror horror fan and film, particularly film horror. Um, and so he did a, an online quiz, um, uh, which kind of like a kind of eighties period horror. Um, and <laughs> so you uh, say. And um, it was a you know a couple of hours, you know, quite all oh, right, and um, in rounds. But it was lo- it was really really good fun. Um, and uh, he did a really there was a cool round where he had um, horror film posters, but but foreign language ones. So ones may maybe uh, created in the Philippines or you know wherever. Some of the translated titles are great. And yeah, but the but but clearly but the art. Some of the art. I mean the people the. The person who drew the art had clearly never seen the film. They they kind of heard maybe a, it's got a snake in it or something, and so right. the artwork looked nothing like the film, which was great for the quiz because you're trying to figure out what. And nine yeah. times you're getting them wrong because it's completely nothing like the film, and uh, so that was that was a lot of fun. I think oh, he's fun. I think he plans on doing more down the road. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot, lot, a lot that can be done with these kind of quizzes to make the questions more than just trivia you know? oh sure yeah 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 so before we close i've got one thing that i want to mention which is which is topical in terms of time and that's that i'm going to ask people if they, if they would be uh, willing to back me uh, i'm going for uh, a, a november challenge and it's uh 100 press-ups what in November? 100 over the course of 30 days. Well, that's not too bad, is it? Yeah. But then I realized what I've signed up for is 100 every day. <laughs> but on the good side, you'd have to do them all in one go. It's not like you got to do 100 press ups in one oh, I like, think you should. go. Okay. I mean, I'm not up to that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm up to you it. You might at be all. by the end of the month. So, yeah. you can, so I can break it down into like, I don't know, say five sets of 20 maybe or, or 10 sets of right, 10 okay. or, so or like sets of, of day, one maybe the middle of the day you just gonna yeah just stop and and then you know so when what, we're what at, you uh, guessing? just hang on a second i need to do 20 press-ups yeah i'm just gonna put the phone down so when we're at um grog mate you know i'll yeah. sort of like take a break and you know, oh well we yeah. what well, we'd maybe get get try and you know maybe get used to do them all in one go Oh Christ! Drag I'll me, die. Stand around, and kind of everyone you do can throw some money for each one to get you motivated. You know. So, so I will put the the um the link into the the notes for this episode and on under the YouTube link or whatever. Uh, and if anybody is kind enough to to, so it's for, I should say it's for charity. It's for uh, the cancer research charity. And um, yep, and it is for me. It is a genuine challenge because. I know I can do a hundred if I break it down. I just don't know if I can do it every day because that's quite a lot. And my it's mate Andy, who you've met, Andy, right? Who paints yeah. motorbikes? He's quite a strong fella. He did it last year, and he found it quite a challenge towards the end of the month. I think I, it was well, kind I, of killing him. Can I suggest something? Yeah, 
Yes, please. Get a photograph, get a nice small <laughs> before and after of, yes. of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Right. And you put it in your pocket, yeah? Yep. Before you do every set, you, you look at it, you put it in front, you put it on the ground in front of you. Yep. I mean, staring at you and, and you know the will to kind of do it. Yeah. I like that. And then and then because if you don't, you're just gonna feel the shame, aren't you? Because yeah. your is looking at you, you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yes. You know, go through the pain. I, th- done. I mean, I don't know if you're saying that seriously, but I might actually do that. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, as I'm saying, I'm thinking that might actually be a good idea. Yeah, I think it might be because I am listening to Arnold's Pump Club. Yeah, when I do them at the moment, which is a, like a a short. I mean, about the length of our Eldritch Stories podcast. Actually, yeah. I think that's no, it wasn't part of the inspiration, but it is like uh something that takes about the same duration and it's arnie talking for about eight minutes and i think as uh, certainly at the start it was about one episode a day i'm not sure he's still if he's keeping that up and it's just him talking about general kind of training advice for fitness and health well, it's, but yeah, it's mental, things you can and health and body kind of wellness isn't it i think broadly yeah yeah but it's kind of things you could transfer a lot of the research and ideas and stuff that he talks about into kind of any walk of life really i think to to some degree um but it is you know it's, it is a great show i think i find it very um kind of motivating so i, yeah, I would recommend I mean, that so, yeah. that's, so that's arnold's pump club yeah well, well worth a listen I, I've, I've been listening to it as well and um just to, you know he's got he's got a very charismatic voice anyway and uh mm. and he's talking about something that's quite interesting most of the time so uh and as you say most of them are like five minutes long. So, uh, yeah. you know, very easy to have a listen to. But, and I like the bit, yeah. you know, he's got a great like catchphrase that like he's trying to build the positive corner of the internet. Together, we can lift up the world. And it's like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's a great phrase. It kind of yeah. uh, captures what he's saying. And um, it's nice. Yeah, oh, very good. Very good. Well, um, so where do people need to go to uh, get more good stuff, Paul? Well, I, there's there's so many answers to that. But if you want to get more of what we <clears throat> are talking about, come to www.eldritchstories.com. And you can subscribe there or you can go to YouTube and look up the same Mason and Fricker's Eldritch Stories. And you can subscribe on YouTube as well to get the, uh, the full audio visual experience. But if that's too much for you, then you know, find us on Audible, you know, on on just audio audio on uh, iTunes and uh, Spotify, Spotify and whatever it is, you know, all all the all the usual places. So uh, indeed, and and also we always like hearing your feedback and advice and and what you want us you know us to hear more of us talking about. And uh, so feel free to uh, post us a, a comment or two, or maybe go to the Facebook page for the for the podcast and. Uh, let us know. Tell us what you think. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and and lastly, don't forget to recommend it to somebody you know who might enjoy it. Indeed. All right. Well, until next time, it's uh, what do they need to do, Mike? Until next time. Until next time, don't forget, keep it eldritch. It's like the two runners we just done at the end, and this trying not to move. <laughs> All right.